0: Chapter 4 of Dave Dashaway and his Hydroplane by Roy Rockwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 A Business Boy We've landed! shouted Hiram in a jolty tone, plunging forward in his seat in the biplane. Yes, but where? Dave asked quickly. That's so phew what have we drifted into the baby racer had struck a mass soft and yielding it drove through some substance rather than ran on its wheels there was a dive and a joggle then the machine came to a halt submerged whatever had received it now came up about the puzzled young aviators as might a snowdrift or a heap of hay dave dashed a filmy flake-like substance resembling sawdust from his eyes ears and mouth hiram tried to disentangle himself from strips and curls of some light fluffy substance then he cried out dave it's shavings you don't say so yes it is a great heap of shavings a big mountain of them lucky for us if we had hit the bare ground I fear we would have had a smash-up. Gradually and cautiously, the two young aviators made their way out of the seats of the machine. They got past the wings. A circle of electric street lamps surrounded them on four sides. Their radiance, dim and distant, seemed to indicate that they were in the center of a factory yard covering several acres. A little way off, They could discern the outlines of high piles of lumber, and beyond these, several buildings. The biplane lay partially on its side, sunk deep in a heap of long, broad shavings. The mass must have been fully a hundred feet in extent, and fifteen to twenty feet high. They reached its side, and slid down the slant to the ground. Well, ejaculated Dave. Yes, and what? inquired hiram brushing the loose bits of shavings from his soaked tarpaulin coat business strictly and quick replied dave promptly and leave the racer where she is can you think of a better place hiram well no but a man flashing a dark lantern and armed with a heavy cane came upon them around the corner of the buildings the boys paused the man Evidently the watchman of the place challenged them, moving his lantern from face to face. Who are you? he demanded sternly. Aviators, replied Dave. What's that? We have just arrived in an airship. No nonsense. How did you get in here? Mister, spoke out Hiram, we just landed in the biplane the Baby Racer if you don't believe me come to the shavings pile yonder and we'll show you the machine and thank you for having it there for if you hadn't i guess we'd have needed an ambulance the watchman looked incredulous he followed dave and hiram however as they led the way back to the heap of shavings one wing of the biplane stuck up in the air and he made it out this is queer he observed you say it's an airship yes sir nodded hiram we had to make a hurried night journey from columbus explained dave there were no trains and we came with a biplane well 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 commented the watchman he had heard of columbus and the aero meet there and began to understand matters you see spoke hiram we can't land everywhere or we'd have to settle some damage suits i will be glad to pay you for letting us leave the machine here till after daylight and watch it to see no harm comes to it proposed dave why we'll do that assented the watchman you look like two decent young fellows and i'm sure the company won't object to letting your airship stay up there for a few hours we will be back to see about it in a few hours promised dave the watchman led the boys to the big gate of the factory yard and let them out the rain had ceased and the wind was not blowing so hard as before what now dave inquired hiram as they found themselves in the deserted street the northern hotel oh going to try and fix things before daylight we can't afford to lose a minute declared dave there's a policeman i want to ask him a question they hurried to the corner where a policeman had halted under the street lamp dave inquired the location of the northern hotel then the boys proceeded again on their way and reached the place in about half an hour the night clerk and others were on duty dave approached the desk and addressed the clerk is a mr timmins stopping here he asked why no replied the clerk looking dave and hiram over cautiously their somewhat queer garb attracting his attention do you know him may i inquire oh yes mr timmins has been here several times we are holding some mail for him and expected him several days ago do you know the company he represents Uh, airships isn't it propounded the clerk that's right the interstate aeroplane company yes i remember now added the clerk i am also connected with that company explained dave the clerk stared vaguely as if he did not quite understand the situation yes eagerly broke in the irrepressible hiram as if he was introducing some big magnet he's dave dashaway and he's beat the field with the interstate baby racer oh dashaway eh said the clerk with a pleasant smile i've heard of you and read about you i am glad of that responded dave because it may help you identify me with the interstate people as an employee of theirs and a friend of mr timmins i will have to be confidential with you that's all right we're used to confidences in this business said the hotel clerk dave reflected deeply for a moment he had a definite plan and view he realized that he must confide to a degree in the hotel clerk the gist of the matter said dave is that mr timmins has missed connections he should have been here two days ago here is a telegram i received from the interstate people the clerk read the telegram he nodded his head and smiled which the observant dave took to mean that he was friendly toward mr timmins but knew of some of his business lapses in the past what do you want me to do asked the clerk you notice that the interstate people refer in that telegram to some papers sent to the hotel here for mr timmins i noticed that assented the clerk i shouldn't wonder if it's this package as he spoke the clerk reached over to the letter case near his desk and took up a large manila envelope it was addressed to mr timmins and bore in one corner the printed name and address of the interstate aeroplane company that is the letter, I feel sure, said Dave. I have no doubt of it, agreed the clerk. Do you suppose it would help you out any to have me give it to you? Why, will you? questioned Dave eagerly. I was going to ask you to do so. I think I understand the situation now, said the clerk, and I can see how your getting the letter may help your people out of a tangle it's taking some responsibility on my part for the letter is of course the property of mr timmins i'm going to take the risk though and i think mr timmins will say it's all right when he comes along i know he will declared dave you see i hope to carry through a contract he has neglected dave took the bulky letter and opened its envelope he glanced hastily but intelligently over its contents they were just what he imagined they would be contracts for eight biplanes ready to sign and details and plans as to the machines have you a kewaukee directory here he asked the clerk pushed a bulky volume across the marble slab of the counter with the words anybody special you are looking up why yes replied dave the county fair amusement company oh you mean colonel lyon's proposition observed the clerk at once he runs county fair attractions all over the country it must be the same said dave i know colonel lyon very well proceeded the clerk he comes in here very often where is his office inquired dave i don't think he has any regular office responded the clerk two or three times a week he calls for mail at the central amusement exchange he travels a good deal has side attractions with most of the big shows. But he lives in Kewaukee? Not exactly. He has a very fine place called Fernwood out on the North Boulevard. Dave thought things over for a minute or two. Then he asked, How can I reach Fernwood? You don't mean before daylight? Why, yes, responded Dave, the sooner the better. I think any of the taxi men out at the curb know the location, said the clerk thank you replied dave for all your great kindness about the letter he and hiram went out to the street there were three or four taxicabs lined up at the curb their drivers napping in the seats dave approached one of them do you know where fernwood is he inquired of the chauffeur you mean colonel lyon's place yes was out there only last night i took the colonel home then he's there spoke dave to hiram all right take us to fernwood you won't find anybody stirring at this hour in the morning suggested the chauffeur then we'll wait until the colonel gets up said dave in less than half an hour the auto came to a halt before one of a score or more fine houses lining the most exclusive section of the country boulevard dave got out of the machine and hiram followed him they passed through the gates of a large garden In its center was a mansion with wide porches. No light showed anywhere about the place. "'You're not going to wake anybody up at this outlandish hour?' asked Hiram. "'Well, perhaps not,' answered Dave. "'Why didn't you wait and see this Colonel Lyon in the city at his office?' "'Because there's no certainty that he will be at his office today.' then too that star fellow may be on hand there to grab the contract i want to head him off by this time they had reached the steps of the front porch see here hiram observed dave lowering his voice we'll sit down here for a spell it's about five o'clock and by six someone will be stirring about say said hiram staring across the shadowed porch the front door there is open why so it is replied dave peering towards it that's strange isn't it oh no neglected or left open for ventilation both boys relapsed into silence hiram rested his face on his hands and knees inclined to doze dave was framing up in his mind how he would approach colonel lyon he was deeply immersed in thought when a sound behind him caused him to start and look behind him somebody with a great bundle done up in a sheet had just passed through the open doorway out upon the porch the bundle was so big that its bearer had both hands clasped about it and its top came above his eyes before dave could speak a warning the man carrying the package crossed the porch and stumbled against hiram whom he did not see thunder what's this shouted hiram knocked from his position and rolling down the steps THE MAN WITH THE BUNDLE ECHOED THE CRY WITH ONE OF ALARM AS HE MISSED HIS FOOTING AND PLUNGED FORWARD. THE MISCHIEF! EXCLAIMED DAVE, STARTING AT THE BUNDLE OVER WHICH THE MAN TUMBLED, BURSTING IT OPEN. THERE WAS AN IMMENSE CLATTER. EVEN IN THE IMPERFECT LIGHT OF EARLY MORNING, THE YOUNG AVIATOR MADE OUT A GREAT HEAP OF CLOTHING, SILVERWARE, AND JEWELRY RATTLING DOWN THE STEPS OF THE PORCH. End of chapter four.